Welcome to Rule Talk with two unconventional farm wives. Hi, I'm Jenna. And I'm Ashley. We will be having real and honest conversations about navigating our way through motherhood, farming, and finding our own role in our rural life and everything in between. We are so happy you're here. Yeah. All right, so we are chatting about sickness. It is that time of year when the kids are coming home with sniffles or throwing up or who knows what they bring home from school nowadays. Um, And I had told Jenna that I was like, you know what? I, I'm weird and I like to like over prepare for such situations because living rule, my nearest 24 hour pharmacy is over 30 minutes away. Um, yeah, same. Even just to drive into town to get ibuprofen or something, if my kid has a fever, it's a. It would take me a half an hour by the time I drive into town, get what I need, and come back. I mean, close to. So I like to be super prepared for whatever may come our way. Um, so I was like, can we chat about this a little bit? Because I know this is going to be happening. Kids are going to be getting sick. If they haven't already. Um, So I'm hoping this can just kind of help everyone a little bit. And Jenna says that she is not one to be prepared about it. No, I'm not. Um, (laughs) I'm the one that's like, take it as it comes. And for instance, just Monday, just sorry, not Monday, just Tuesday, two days ago, um, my middle one got his tonsils taken out in adenoids. We did this because of a kidney disease he has, and he was getting multiple cases of strep throat, and the strep throat is what triggers his kidneys to flare up. So all that being said, they were like, let's try taking the tonsils and adenoids out and see if that um, lessens the amount of strep throat he gets. Which I did not realize, but strep throat, I don't want to say is a form of tonsillitis, but... I went to a doctor one time, like urgent care. I was like, oh, my other boys have tonsillitis. And they're like, well, did they test him for strep throat? And I'm like, is it the same thing? They're like, yeah, kind of. And I'm like, oh, so that's like, why. That's usually the bacteria that is living in the tonsils. So yeah. hence that why they, strep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But I did it not is... know that until just this past summer. Yeah. I mean, you can have tonsillitis and it be, it not test positive for strep throat because it's strep. a different strain of bacteria yep. that's causing inflammation in the tonsils. However, I feel like nine times out of 10, it's probably strep throat. Um, So anyways, we did the whole tonsil thing, whatnot. And I was the one that was, so we had to spend the night because we had a, out out of precaution, we had to make sure he stayed hydrated and make sure that his kidney function was where it needed to be. Most kids go home as outpatient deal. They go home same day and whatnot. So I got to spend um, Tuesday night in the hospital in one of those horrible chairs that you have to sleep in. Um, I do now feel sorry for husbands when their wives are having babies and they have to lay on those for like two nights because it was horrible. However, um, we made it, but I was the person that was in that chair at like, I don't even know, 10 o'clock on Tuesday night ordering my Walmart delivery um, of all the things that we needed because now I will say in my defense, we were out of state like all last weekend. So I really Mm -hmm. didn't, I had one day really to prepare, but even that said, I would have been doing the same thing. Let's be honest. Um, 
So yeah, I was getting like pudding and jello and, you know, um, chicken broth and things that I thought he could eat, mashed potatoes and that kind of thing. Um, and the meds. So yeah. I'm the one that's like, Ooh, what do you have? Okay. It's sinus or it's a cough. Like I do have like two little containers that have stuff in them. Yeah. yeah. Nine times out of 10, they're like almost gone and I don't have enough. And then I'm running to down, <laughs> I'm running to down anyway. So yeah, you're, you're more on top of that. Than I am, for sure. So like last year I use this as an example. Let's hope not every year is that way, but Last year, I think so many people were having like strep and different things and like the amoxicillin, there was like an amoxicillin shortage because there were so many kids needing to be on antibiotics. Um, And then there was an ibuprofen shortage, which turned into a, or Tylenol shortage, which turned into a ibuprofen shortage as well. And my nephew around Christmas time had a fever and my sister-in-law could not find Tylenol anywhere. And I was like, well, I have a brand new bottle. Like, because I'm always well stocked for this kind of stuff. I was like, you can have this. It's just, I feel like living out in the country, I just want to have everything on hand and I don't want to go into the basket of stuff and find out I have like one dosage of ibuprofen or whatever it may be. So I probably around September ish will like go through my cupboard and just look and see, okay, well, I'm almost out of this. And so I buy another box or container, whatever of ibuprofen, like the liquid children's ibuprofen. And I just set it in the back, like behind the basket. So that way, if it's like, oh, I ran out, well, no problem. I have a whole new bottle here. And then eventually I can get that refilled. And then of course I just check like, okay, cough drops, you know, cough syrup, um, NyQuil, like even stuff for Justin and I, I'll make sure we have a variety of things. I just make sure we are well prepared um, in the medicine cabinet. Um, I also always seem to have like chicken broth or like chicken noodle soup or ice pops. Those are really big when like the boys have the stomach bug and are throwing up. It's like they don't understand you can't take big gulps of water. Like you need little bits at a time. So the popsicles are great for that. Um, I'm taking notes because <laughs> it makes logic sense. It really does. But, and you would think I work in dental. I work yeah. in like a medical environment. So, and we do that at work. Like, I mean, we, if you're the last, if you're the person that takes the last one, like you write it down on the order list and then it's like, you know, so I mean, I, I, it makes sense. Yeah. I just don't end up doing it or I'll be there and I'll be like, gosh, then my grocery bill is going to be like way higher. Cause that's a huge, I mean, medicine is not cheap. Like I try, I mean, I think you as well, cause I saw your picture of your, um, stock, your restock. And I try to get like, um, what am I trying to say? Not name brand, like just yeah. off brand. Yeah. Stuff. Like Walmart I mean, brand. Yeah, like Tylenol or the, it was the yeah. Equate, I think, or something yeah. like that yeah. with, with Walmart. But um, yeah, I try to do that. But yeah, I do have to always have Tylenol on hand because Paxton with a kidney disease cannot take um, NSAIDs. So he can't take Motrin or Ibuprofen or Advil or anything like yeah. that. So we're always, we always have Tylenol. But yeah. Um, and luckily, I don't have to have like my nine-year-old just learned how to swallow pills. 
So yeah. luckily I don't have to have like a liquid and then a chew because there was a stage and I'm sure you were there too, where it was like one kid needed liquid. All. Yeah. One kid needed liquid and the other one was, would only do chewables. And then the oldest one could swallow pills in and he wanted to yeah. do that. So it was like, not only did you have Tylenol, you had three different like types of Tylenol. Yeah. Um, well, that's like my sister-in-law last year was like, are you sure you don't need it? I said, I have chewable Tylenol. Like my kids will like I, and then my oldest takes pills. So like, yeah, I'm sure you can take the liquid. I still have some liquids, you know, right. but I have all of it right now because there's times where my middle boy can take pills if he needs to, but I've noticed like if he's got, I've also learned to like look at my kid's throat and almost know what strep looks like now because oh, they've had it so I'm many times. <laughs> yes. It's ridiculous. But yes. like you start looking in their throat, you're like, oh crap. Once you have see Have you ever the, seen, have any of your kids ever had tonsils out? No, just adenoids. Because, I mean, I have seen some gnarly things in people's mouths, right? I look in – Yeah. seen a thousand mouths or you know, thousands of mouths, but that – that's yeah. something else. <laughs> yeah. It's gross. And so I'm like, I can see when he does not want to take, like, a pill when his tonsils are basically touching at the back of his throat. Like, for him to swallow, it would hurt. And so he still likes to take the liquid. And then there's times my youngest is like, I want the crunchy medicine instead of the liquid. So I I just keep it all on hand. <laughs> I have all the things just in case. Um, because I have run into those moments with my first when he was little. And it's like, I don't have enough ibuprofen. Now we have to make a trip to town. And it's mm-hmm. just, especially in the wintertime and all the things, it's just and it, that's a thing too. like advocate for yourself and for your children too. like um, my sister-in-law, her, my, well, my nephew, the youngest one, he was like a year and a half old. You no, know, I don't even know if he was one year old yet, I guess, but he had this high fever. She had taken him to the doctor and she's like, oh, they tested him for like RSV, influenza and COVID, I think. And she was telling me his symptoms and I'm like, did they not test for strep? Because <laughs> I'm sure maybe they looked and like just thought, uh, but I've taken my kids in and then on the day I take them in, it's too early. The strep will come back negative. Mm-hmm. I'll take them back in two days later because it's like awful and miserable and their ears hurt now too. And they're like, oh, now they have strep and a double ear infection. That's like sometimes cool. stuff can just. You can always ask for them to culture the strep too. Yep. And I so didn't if they even culture the strep, then you don't have to necessarily go back in because it is still going to be a day or two later, but mm-hmm. the bacteria will then grow and you don't have to make that extra trip in. They'll call you and be like, hey, the culture was positive and then you got the Get the medicine. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, have you, did you do this? And she's like, no. Well, we had this big winter storm and she was like all panicked and wanting to take him into like the ER. And I'm like, I hate to say this, but they're not going to do anything because it's, it's not, I mean, 104 temp is high, but if you can lower it with meds, they're not going to do anything. No. There's not yeah. anything they can do. And I'd rather you not <laughs> risk your own lives, like traveling in this terrible winter storm. So, um, I, that's the thing too, like advocating and like, I would like you to do a strep test or, I mean, we have to pay for it anyhow. So yeah. At least I do. Like we have to pay for the strep test. Um, but yeah, just kind of advocate because you know your child best too. Like mm-hmm. I've taken my kid in and they're like, are you sure he's sick? I'm like, yes, <laughs> he's on medication yeah. right now. But yes, he is sick because 
he is still not himself, but they, they don't know how he is on a regular basis. So right. definitely advocate for your kids and even for yourself. Um, something else I love to do, and I even did it last week. I wasn't feeling a hundred percent, not like super sick, just something was off. I just did not feel great, but, um, I keep Epsom salt on hand and then like different essential oils or, um, and I take like a really warm, I mean, it's a hot bath with Epsom salt Mm -hmm. and I sit in there and I turn the heat on in the bathroom and I feel like I'm just like sweating out all the junk toxins, whatever. And I have like a great big cup of water and I like force myself to drink the whole thing. And I'll even do that with my kids. And it's to the point now my kids will ask to take a bath when they don't feel good. Yes. Because it -hmm. makes them feel so much better. And then I'm always like, okay, go lay down now. And because they're relaxed from the bath, they don't put Mm -hmm. up a fight and they'll take a nap. And they almost always wake up feeling better. (laughs) Yes. Even not 100%, but just better. Yeah. So that's always something too when I'm like, oh, you're sick. Okay, go get in the bath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's our go-to as well. So um, what is, I just thought about this, like for the moms of like infants and toddlers and younger, did you or do you still have any tricks on getting meds down babies and toddlers? So my- I know there's probably so many different little things that people do. My younger two, my oldest was always a champ with taking medicine. Um, there was one time we were using a different pharmacy and I didn't realize this, but the amoxicillin, the kind of amoxicillin or the the medicine, excuse me, the mixer that they mix the medicine in with can vary. Yes. And so he was used to like what we think of as like the amoxicillin as kids where you were like, oh, I hope I get the, the bubble gum medicine. Yep. Yeah. We got it and it was cherry and it was like not the cloudy pink. Awful. I even tried it and I'm like, this is not amoxicillin. Like, it was not good. Well, then I called up the doctor. I'm like, he can't take this. Is there something else? And they're like, try a different pharmacy. Different pharmacy, different mix stuff that they use. It was much better. So he was always really good. But my younger two loved the pink medicine. You know, you get that. And it's like a mind trick thing, you know? And so I would have like cherry flavored cough medicine or, you know, cold medicine or something. And I would put in a tiny little bit of coffee creamer and mix it up and it would look like amoxicillin, like the pink bubblegum stuff. And they would take it without questioning anything. That's a good one. I've never There's a yummy pink medicine. Yeah, here's that pink medicine you love. (laughs) And it kind of sweetens it up a little bit and like comes down that cherry flavor or whatever flavor it might be. So that was kind of always a trick I would do. Um, I had once somebody get me, um, I don't know if it was like a baby shower or something. um, And it was like, and I'm sure they still make them. They probably make them even better now. But it was like this little um, dose, almost like a little dosing cup kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but the lid onto it was like a pacifier. And so oh, yeah. for like babies and two out of the three of my kids took pacifiers. So that was a, that was one too, where it was like, or, um, I just saw, I don't know, like in a reel or something where, what, I don't remember what they used. It was almost just like a little tube with like the syringe. It was a little bitty baby though. Like, and Mm -hmm. they were feeding him 
his milk, but then stuck that tube just right in, in the, the corner, corner of his mouth just and just expressed it. And, you know, and it was going down with his milk. And I was like, oh, that's a genius. Um, yeah. But yeah, that I whole pacifier thing was like a lifesaver for me because they just thought they were, you know, I mean, after a little bit, they realized that they didn't like the medicine. But like mm-hmm. you said, I would you know, try to put something that mix it with a little bit of milk or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I've done that before where I try to mix it, but then it's like the whole thing's wasted. Yeah. Because then instead of them having to drink the tiny little bit, they have to drink an entire cup of something. Yeah. And that medicine could possibly change the taste of it. Um, especially when they get a little bit older, like my youngest, I'll be like, okay, plug your nose. Yeah. Take a drink and I have water right here for you. You can, you know, wash it down. And because he doesn't like, they don't like grape. Oh, and like the great like Dimatap growing up, I was like, that was the best stuff. They don't like Oh, that. I like hated berry that. Stuff. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> or Robitussin. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my... I, I'm with your boys. I don't like great <laughs> either. Ugh. My boys love the, oh, I can't think of what it is. It's the 12 hour cough, like the orange cough medicine. And I'm like, oh, I hate artificial orange flavor stuff. <laughs> like it's so terrible. And they like the fake orange. Okay, whatever. That's fine. Um, I I do. Um, do you ever do raw honey for coughs? Yes, and sore throats. Yeah, we do that too. Yep, we yeah. raw honey. Try to keep or it they'll local. drink hot tea. Like my oldest, he'll yeah. do like hot tea with um with raw honey in it too. I try to get raw honey. Um, we have a few set of friends who have bees, and um, they harvest their honey and everything. And I usually buy some off of them. Um, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know this, but you can get your raw honey from your area, um, specifically right. like maybe your County. I don't know how, I don't know how far you can go. Do you, do you know how, I, I don't, don't know, know how far you can go in your geographical region or whatnot, but in your area. And, um, I just think this is the coolest thing that you can use something that natural, to fend off like your allergies and make your out yeah. make allergy season if you suffer from that um better yeah, for you the honey is the pollen so like it is a the lot pollen of from allergy is that are pollen. yeah yeah so it makes sense like you're almost introducing it small amounts at a time to help with that have you seen i had seen it i've not done it i've seen people on instagram talking about it but it's the honey and garlic cloves you let it like ferment I have, where you like ferment it in a jar. Yeah, yes. I've seen that. But then do you, what do you do with it? Do you eat it? I'm like, do you take do it you, every day? Because I think you take the honey. Mm-hmm. But I don't okay. know if it's like an everyday thing. I know garlic has a ton of health benefits. I think some so. people have said like, take, eat the garlic. Like if you feel something coming on, like eat one of the garlic cloves or something. But have you ever ate it, a garlic clove? Yeah, I love garlic though. I do it's too. Lo- but I can't it's do a, a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. But I love garlic. But I'm like, I just don't know if I could do it every day. If that's what you're supposed to do, if you're supposed to do it every day, or if it's just like when you are sick, you take it. Um, right. When I was growing up, my grandma would always do like the Vicks on the chest, and then she'd put like a damp cloth. Yeah. there, and then she's like, "Hey, when this gets cool from like sitting on me, she's like, then put it on your forehead." And then it was always hot water with lemon and honey in it. Oh, I see. so I could, lemon I would, could like, get yeah, I could do that. Would 
break up like the mucus or whatever, yes. but the honey would help soothe the cough. And I am a, I am a Vicks kid. I loved Vicks. I still, to this day, I used it on my kids. I still, that is something I do have on hand is Vicks because oh, yeah. we do well, it on the bottom of feet. forever, I feel like. It does. Yeah. We do it on the bottom of the feet for coughs. We chest. My boys will ask for it. It's just, I don't know. I grew up with it too. And maybe it's that, you know, I don't, maybe it really doesn't work. I don't know, but in my head it does. So I think it helps at least if anything, um, there was something and I am not, I will say this right now. I am not a medical professional and please speak with your doctor or pharmacist about this. But I was told by a pharmacist one time that, and this person I trust very much. So she was saying like, a lot of medications. So like infants, ibuprofen or Tylenol or whatever, the dosage is still very small. So you're like, oh, I have to buy infant for my infant. But if you get the regular like children's liquid ibuprofen, if you were to do the math, I wish I had a bottle in front of me, but like say it says for kids four to six years is five mls and you have a two-year-old well then you would just take that you know in half Mm -hmm. so you'd give them 2.5 mls Mm -hmm. it's just i don't know if it's a marketing thing that they've put like infants right on one thing and children's on another like with it's probably just a matter of the cup being marked differently it is 100 you know I mean? it is mm-hmm. so we will always keep like the small it's the little same medication yeah. it's, literally it's not like a prescription that has this you know what i mean like for their weight for their yeah for yeah. their weight it's just a it's a yeah. recommendation not a but know, i honestly rule. think it's a marketing thing because they can sell less for the infants but i feel like they charge more for it <laughs> you know what i oh, mean yeah. like i think it's a marketing thing for sure so again like if you have an i infant, had a doctor tell me that, you do that um with a cough medicine one time, I think. Yeah. Um, Obviously they're, they're like a lot of, there's not very smart parents out there that overdose things. And so they're like, just be smart. You gotta be smart. But a lot of it just has to do with the math of it. And just, yeah, if my child's, you know, I have, it says for an eight year old, but I have a four year old, we'll just do the math and do it half of whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. Call it good. Just don't overdose your kids. But again, I'm not a medical professional. So I think where you get, um, where you could get yourself in trouble is the daily dose. Like, make sure that you're not going over what's recommended daily, and then mm-hmm. how often it's given. Yep. Like, the spread needs to be what it says it needs to be, not, um, not oh, you know, they're hurting again or they're whatever. It's time for more. No, and that's what we're. Right. No, Paxton with his tonsils, he just had his tonsils out and they gave me, um, or they get, he can't take ibuprofen. So they gave him, um, hydrocodone, which I did not Mm -hmm. want to have to use. We've used it like three times. Um, and then today he's been back on just Tylenol because, you know, typically you would rotate Tylenol, ibuprofen, Tylenol, ibuprofen. And even I tell people after tooth extractions and things like that, like, we don't hardly ever prescribe pain medicine for tooth extractions because that is in itself, there has been proven studies that show that the rotation, the correct rotation of Tylenol and ibuprofen can be just as beneficial, if not more than a narcotic. So, um, but with Paxton not being able to take the ibuprofen, we had to do the hydrocodone to get his pain management under control because at that point, 
if he was in pain, he wasn't wanting to drink. And if he can't or drink, or anything, he wasn't yeah, hydrated. So it's just like, yeah. a yeah. So, but I've been very diligent on making sure that like, I'm writing down the times that I'm giving that if I'm giving that. Yeah. So, but today he's, um, he took one dose of the hydrocodone, like, I don't even know what time it was, like six o'clock this morning. And then the rest of the day he's been on just Tylenol. So I think, well, and I think too, it's the body's way of telling you it's healing is the pain, yeah. you know, something's yeah. wrong, but I, I'm healing it. When I had my appendix taken out, so I had my appendix removed, but they also did um, a hernia repair and then umbilical hernia repair this past spring. And they gave me pain meds and I don't even remember what it was, but I kept feeling like my breathing was slowing way down. Like I would try to sleep and I'd wake up and be like, <gasps> like, cause I felt like I wasn't getting enough oxygen. And I was still in a ton of pain, even though I was on this supposedly pain, you know, strong pain medicine. And finally I said, screw it. I'm just doing the ibuprofen and Tylenol. Mm-hmm. And that worked better than mm-hmm. the actual narcotic. I think a lot me. of it has to do with breaking that blood brain barrier. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's what they call it. Like where it's actually messing with your brain and telling your brain to turn off these pain receptors that go yes. here, you know, whatever. Um, I can't do pain medicine. I vomit immediately if I take yeah. pain medicine. So I was super worried about him because you definitely don't want to be vomiting when you have your consoles out. So um, mm, he's yeah. taking them like a champ. I'm like, but I can't even touch pain medicine. <laughs> pain medicine um but yeah so another thing I was talking about we were talking about like ibuprofen I didn't mention um thermometers I have like a forehead one and I hate it because I feel like it's never the same like I'll take it one minute and then take it the next and it's just all over the board sometimes it's high and then I take the actual like under the tongue or under the arm and it's completely different um so I have a forehead thermal one, and then I have two that go either under the arm or under the tongue. And I'm so glad I have two because one day I couldn't find one. And then, oh, hey, I know if there's another one in the basket or um, just this year, the one died. The battery finally gave out. It's like, oh, good thing I got another one on hand so that I can monitor the fever. So mm-hmm. Even having just extras of those, because sometimes the kids get a hold of them and take off and you can't find them or it breaks or it's not working. At least you have a backup. Yes. And you can get those fairly cheap too, but. Yeah, we have an ear one that I love. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think they're quite as accurate as <clears throat> under the tongue or um, under the arm, but I think they say they can run a little high maybe. Okay. One or the other. I can't remember if you like take a half a degree off or a degree, you know what I mean? Or, or add Added or something or like what? that. But really if my kids have had a fever and we go to the doctor for something, I mean, it pretty much ends up being the same. So yeah, my um, husband stayed home with our youngest, gosh, a couple weeks ago, maybe it was, he just had a terrible cough and was up during the night and love my husband, but he does not have like the maternal instincts like I do, like I can look at my kids and their eyes will look different. I don't, it's weird. It's hard to explain. I'll like go and kiss their forehead and I'm like, you have a fever. And they're like, what? I'll go get a thermometer. Yeah, it's 101. And they're like, how did you know? I'm like, between your eyes and me kissing your forehead, I could just tell. And he, so he stayed home with him for just half day so I could go work. Cause I'm like, he's not super sick, but he probably shouldn't be at school coughing and he didn't sleep right. well. 
But there was one time he was watching him and he wasn't sick at this point and he threw up. My youngest did. And I was like, does he have a fever? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, feel his forehead. Like, kiss his forehead. Is it hot? He's like, well, it's a little warm, but he's, you know, been in the truck with a coat on. And so he was on his way home. I'm like, well, take his temperature because he likes to throw up. I shouldn't say likes to, but he throws up when he spikes a fever. And his brothers had just had strep. And so I'm like, I bet Uh you he spiked a fever. And strep can also cause kids to throw up a little bit. So he comes home. He's like, yeah, 102.5. I'm like, I'm not even with him and I knew he had a fever um another little thing I don't I'm not a nurse I'm I just have been through enough things and I listen and pay attention I guess but it is a big pet peeve of mine when people I have had people say like oh I had influenza a and I know it wasn't b because I wasn't throwing up I'm like No, like the stomach flu, like when you are throwing up diarrhea, that has nothing to do with influenza. Influenza, period. Oh my gosh, it is the biggest pet peeve. Do you think though, okay, when we were younger, when we were younger, like I think the word flu was just given to anything and everything that any kid had, right? Like, oh, you've got, if you got a fever, you've got the flu. You are throwing up. You've got the flu. You've got a, like there was the cold and there was the flu. And like, I feel like that was it. Like you had one or the other. That was it. Mm -hmm. And so like, I know my parents are like, yeah, that generation just wraps everything under the flu. I've never heard the whole AB thing and like vomiting and whatnot, but yeah, like throwing up has nothing. I mean, can you throw, is that a side effect of the flu? Yeah. I mean, sure. You there are people who have thrown up and tested positive for influenza, but yeah, you could totally. But it's usually like how my son, like I said, how he spikes fever and then he throws up. Like it's the way your body reacts to it. It's not necessarily yeah. like, oh, they're throwing up and they have diarrhea. And it's like, that is the stomach bug. Yeah. It's actually like gastro something or other is what it's called. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it's the stomach bug. Stomach flu yeah. it has nothing yeah. to do with influenza. So your flu shot that you get. My sister-in-law, bless her, this was years ago. I don't know if she was in college or high school yet, but she had watched my boys. And, like, within an hour of her leaving, one of them threw up. And I was like, hey, just FYI. And she's like, oh, that's okay. I got my flu shot. I'm like, honey, that has nothing to do with (laughs) the stomach flu. No. So since you were around them, you might get it. Just FYI. Like, just a heads up. If you start to feel sick, that might be it. And she's like, oh, really? I thought that, like, covered the stomach flu. I'm like, no. (laughs) She's like, I thought I was completely protected from all sickness. (laughs) The flu shot is influenza A and B, and that's, like, where you get the high fevers, the body aches. And sometimes it's not even A and B because I've learned that there's, like, hundreds of strands of flus. And basically, they predict the year before what is – possibly going to be the most like popular or Mm -hmm. the strands that are going to be the worst and they can only put up to three I think in a flu shot like Mm -hmm. they can only put up like two two or three in a flu shot and that's just from their predictions from the previous year so I mean they could completely miss the mark and put a b and c in the shot and you could get e or you know I don't know that but I'm just you know that's just an example like they could there's some there's an influenza that humans can get, and I don't remember which one it is, that humans can have, but also cattle can have. Yes. 
And I had no idea about that until I think last year someone told me that. I think it's cattle. I'm pretty sure it's cattle. I was like, huh, that's very interesting. So, like, you wouldn't think, like, oh, a farmer's sick and he goes out in, like, the cattle barn or something. Like, you don't think he's going to get the cattle sick. But if it's that That certain strain strain that he could pass on to him, it's like, oh, gosh, your whole herd could get (laughs) influenza. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah, that's just another thing. But, obviously, if you eat, try to eat well, drink plenty of fluids, wash hands. I mean – your kids are going to catch stuff if they're going to daycare. They're Even if they don't go to daycare, I mean, if they're around other kids at any point in time or you go out in public at all, what sickness is going to happen. Yeah. What blows my mind is the fact that my kids can literally be out with the pigs and probably have pig shit under their nails and come in and half the time probably don't wash their hands before they eat supper and just, you know, farm kid things. Right. And be totally fine. But if Mm -hmm. little Jimmy sitting beside them in class (laughs) has strep throat, by golly, they're going to get it. You know what I mean? And it's like, they're not even doing anything as far, like they're just sitting beside them. So it's just. We were even just talking just before this came on about. Like, when your kids are little, they seem to be sick way more because they haven't built, like, an immune to a lot of the things. That's why a lot of – not always, but a lot of times as parents, like, your kids can be sick with something and we don't necessarily get it. Or if we do, it's very mild compared to what they had because we've probably had it already. So we have an immune built up for it. Um, And I've seen that in my oldest because my younger two had had something. My youngest got it first. Then my middle kind of had it. In my middle, it wasn't quite as bad as my youngest, but my oldest never had it. And Justin and I never had it. So I was like, so we're built, they've built, and it was just a good old cold, you know, really low grade fever just for 12, 24 hours, something like that. And just the sniffles and whatever, but yeah, it's just. And I'm a firm believer in, um, you know, since this is like rule talk, um, I'm a firm believer in let your kids go out and get dirty. There's something said about them being in contact with the earth and the dirt and the manure. I mean, whatever it is outdoors. Well, Um, getting the vitamin D in the fresh air and everything. um, And their immune system. Like there's Mm -hmm. a connection there. And then also um, how I was different from like some of my friends who I would consider – don't aren't don't live rural and they you know live in city or whatever um and just have different parenting ways I guess I don't know what to call it but um when Jason and I had kids we literally and people would comment on this too they'd be like oh she was like excuse me didn't let them you know take away what we went and did like we toted them along with us. And I see so many parents that just like will find sitters to take their kid or to not have to take their kid to the grocery store or mm-hmm. to, you know what I mean? And that's fine. Like you need, everyone needs that time. I'm not dogging anybody for that at all. But what I'm getting at is I truly, truly think that your kid's immune system starts building at at a small age. And yes, it is more safe, especially if they're not, you don't have all their vaccines yet. And what I'm not talking about, like infant, infant, but when they get to 
you know, that age, four or five months or whatever, like take them places. The yes, they might get that cold or yes, they might. But like you said, that is the only way you're going to get to the point where you have a eight, nine, 10 year old that's not getting it. And your two year old still is because, you know, their immune system their just immune isn't quite, isn't, yeah. it's just not quite there yet. But um, we just, we just took our kids. We took them, we let them play in the dirt. We just, mm-hmm. and I really think, I mean, other than Paxton and his was kind of a freak thing cause he has a kidney disease, but like our kids really stay pretty healthy for the most part. I mean, everyone's going to get that cold. Everyone's going to go through maybe sinus right. and allergy stuff or whatever. But, um, I mean, they stay, they stay pretty healthy where I think that, kids that are kind of being sheltered, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. or like, oh, over-sanitized. It's, it's a winter over sanitized. I had a friend and it was like every two seconds. And I'm like, you are taking even the good bacteria away mm-hmm. from them. And then their body is going to expect that all the time. And when they're out yeah. in the world that isn't over sanitized, they're going to get it so much yeah. easier. And that's just Reverse. my philosophy. Um, Yep. I don't know how much truth or what kind of theory you want to call that, but that's, I, I have felt that way 100% ever since I've had kids. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, here's to hoping okay. everybody's healthy this year, that it's not like last year, because last year was miserable, at least for me and my family. <laughs> so far, knock on wood that we I have don't remember been- last year. <laughs> uh, I think my I know I wasn't stacked up on medicine, times. but we'll put it that way. Yeah, but my here's kids your reminder had... from Ashley to um, go to your local pharmacy and stock up on your medicine, and yes. uh, I will be doing the same. So yeah, go double check your cabinets, make sure you have everything on hand that you need. Yeah, and... check those expiration dates too, because I mean, you never know. <laughs> there could be something in there from two years ago that won't even isn't even any good to use. So. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Stay healthy, everybody. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would appreciate you showing us some love by following and subscribing to Rural Talk on your favorite podcast streaming app. Or take a screenshot to share and tag us at simply.ashley and at Jenna L. Masters. Until next time, friends.